5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Everybody and welcome to session fifty. This is God Stories Radio. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. There's no Trish tonight. No Trish tonight. I don't hear that. I'm Trish. <laughs> I kind of get thrown off on that when I yeah. There's a silence. I know it because we're waiting for that. I'm Trish. She is uh, at the marriage advance. Oh, we're gonna have to get something on that next week. You know it. She's been uh, twitting, and I've been back and forth, and, you, back and you've forth. been encouraging a little bit. Uh, yes. I know she's been, you know, kind of looking for some advice. Mm-hmm. I know God's out there, and he's working on some things. He's bringing some stuff to surface. and Right. And if they both want it, then then it'll happen. Hey, uh, Mikey, we got a uh, a text today from, came through on God Stories Radio from a young lady, uh, North Carolina, I think you said. That's what I looked it up, yeah. Yep. She said that um, she just happened up on us. Uh, she don't know how she said. Don't I think know. I saw. I said I don't know how I got to your website, but she did, and she said she has been blessed, and I couldn't type a response fast enough. I was so excited. You, you that did. You, I mean, I saw your response already there, and and I just looked up with a little tear in my eye and says, "Thank you, Father. It was all worth it." Amen. And uh, you know who you are, and we thank you so much for encouraging us. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been asking for, encouragement. Amen. Well, speaking of encouragement, we have a whale of a testimony tonight. Yes, we do. Um, this we, is a special, special GSR. This uh, is a Saturday night edition of the GSR. Saturday night. I think it's the first Saturday night we've done. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm two Starbucks in. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this. And... Um, he has also told us that uh, he says we got to get this done because they being the whole family, not just him, the whole family is being attacked by Satan. So. I know some of the things he was saying just, um, but prior it's not to, new to us because it's not. We've had many, many uh, guests say that uh, they've been attacked, or we got to get this done now. And I remember we had a one on a Sunday night because the woman we yeah, had to cancel she it. Said, she we we got to get this done now. Got to get it done. I know. Just amazing at. at that's just proof in the pudding to me that, that we're on the right track, Absolutely. Mikey. We really are yep. taking ground. So I'll let you introduce our guest. Okay. The guest we have tonight is a special guest. Um, his name is Fernando. Uh, I met Fernando a couple years ago, uh, Real Men, on, on, uh, on a Monday night. I have a small group there, and he happened to sit in in a couple weeks in a row. And where things lead, and, and we heard some of his testimony and some of the stuff that he's witnessed. And, and uh, so I've asked, we actually asked Fernando months and months and months ago to do this. Um, and like we were talking about before, Fritz said it's an all in God's timing. It really is. And so uh, I, I believe this session 50, 
with what uh, Fernando has to say, I do urge everyone that uh, tunes in and wants to listen to Session 50 that they don't shut it off early and listen to it fully. It may be uh, a life changer. So uh, we have uh, Fernando here. So We, have, we did a- ask uh, Fernando, too. Um, to repeat some things for our Spanish brothers and sisters out there. Correct. So he may, uh, you know, repeat some lines here and there. Right. He's going he's gonna to hit a se- session of his testimony or what uh, he's going to talk about later on or may, might even be going before. And we asked him to let, uh, let you know that when he gets into that point, he will say it in, in English, and then he'll, then he'll let you know that he's going to say it in Spanish as well. So, Fernando, take it away. Hello, everybody. My name is Fernando Palencia. I'm from Guatemala. And, well, there, are, there is uh, something in me that is like a bomb inside my body every time when I want to talk about the gospel, about the good news. Uh, it's not a cheap message. It's, it's life. When this message came to my life, uh, it transformed my life. I never, even if I... Stop going to church for a little while. It's something that is with me everywhere, wherever I go. I was at the age of uh, maybe four or five years old in Guatemala, and I recall that um, we used to go to the Catholic church with my father, and I was so scared to go and visit this church. Every time we go in and I see this Christ crucified, a big piece of wood over there, and uh, with all this blood on his uh, face, I said, Father, why you have to bring me to this place? And uh, he mentioned to me, that's Jesus. I said, why they don't put it in the grave? It's scary, that face, so miserable. No, but he died like that. But why they, why they don't put a nice, beautiful face when he arrives or something, when he was preaching something beautiful, but that's ugly. Uh, so for me, it was, it was a a nightmare to go over there in the church. So I was always complaining and complaining. So my daddy also was trying to read the Bible and asking to the uh, Catholic priest, uh, can you explain me about the, the purgatorio, purgatory, mm-hmm. and also about the limbo where the little baby is supposed to go? So um, say, I don't find it in the Bible. So he always was rejected and... Uh, the, the leader said, you're not supposed to be reading the Bible. If not even us, that we go to the college, universities to understand that we find troubles in that, I can't believe it. You not even finish school. So, but one day my father find this guy that he was a Christian going to the Protestant church. Um, he was talking to him while he, they were working. And he answered all his questions. My daddy was impressed and said, what kind of church do you go? A Christian? Oh, but I'm Catholic. You can come. So my daddy went, listened to the message, and he said, wow, this is beautiful. Uh, once he opened his heart, invited Jesus into his heart, he changed drastically. So this is the, the problem that everybody has. We are facing in this society, in this short life that we have in earth, this problem that we come and we want to find peace, we find, we want to find joy, and many times we we got stuck in religion, in any job. We know we think that collecting one house, two houses, three houses, this is it. And I have a business, three business, a wife, three wives, kids. 
But in the long run, we find out the empty space in our heart. See, this, this is not it. Especially now that we're seeing around the world, all these economies is about to collapse. Everybody is saying, like, oh, my God, if that's, this economy collapses, I'm going to kill myself. Because all the hope is in the money, 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 money. But when, the, when we find out that our opportunities in Jesus Christ is the only solution, so I started going to this service close to my home with this old lady. She was talking about Jesus, and one day he's, uh, she asked, how many want to invite Jesus into your heart? I raised my hand and said, me, me, me. So I came, I, I received Jesus, and I was singing at home uh, little songs. Uh, and my mother said, what are you learning? Oh, this beautiful song. So I said, wow, you like that? Yeah. So my daddy started taking me to a Christian church. I said, oh, I love this place. I don't know why. I love it. And since little, I like it. So my father started going to that church too, then my mother, then my brother. So I start with a gospel like that, having my life growing in the church. So when I was at the age of uh, maybe nine years old, I walked away from church for a little problems in church. So my family started stopped going to church. So I started... Uh, walking like a regular, normal life with friends and some people smoking, drinking, drugs. But even though I never did drugs, or maybe two times I was drunk in my whole life. But I, I felt like, what I'm doing here? This is not my place. So at the age of 15, I came to church and I said, Jesus, I want to really belong to you. I want that you change me. I want, that, I want to be some useful person in the gospel. So since that age, I started going to church, and I I was really reading the Bible and testifying in prisons, in hospitals, with, with the church. Uh, I like that kind of life. So all my friends that I live around my blog that I used to hang with, they were impressed, and they always mocked me, saying, oh, they wash your brain. I said, yeah, they wash my brain, they wash my soul, my heart, my feet, everything. I'm washed by the blood of Christ. <laughs> I'm a new creature. So they always make fun of me, but I didn't care. Uh, I was participating in any activity that I could in church, and that was my life. And now, 30 years later, I find the same friends, and one of them one day told me, like, Fernando, you know something, that when you told us that you were going to church, we really laughed of you, and we thought that you were wrong. Now we know that you were right. We're wrong. Look at our lives, alcoholics, drug addicts. This friend was killed. This other one died alcoholic, drugs. So a big mess. Are you still alive? I say, yeah, because Jesus is life. I am here. So my family started growing in the in the gospel, and my father was. I recall some kind of miracle happening in my father one day. He was using glasses, and he said, "I hate these glasses. I will lose the glasses, even when he had it in his head." And one day he said, "I'm praying to God that God give me back my vision." I said, "Yeah." Inside of me, I said, "Good luck, Daddy." But one day when I went back to Guatemala, he was maybe 65, I saw him reading his Bible with no glasses. I said, where are your glasses? 
And he said, I'm not using anymore. I can see 2020. He said, yeah, right. He said, yeah. I brought a paper and I brought a container with uh, some this some pill vitamins. I said, okay, read me over here. He was reading it, everything I put in front of him, even a newspaper with a small letter. I said, wow, daddy? He said, yeah. My daddy is the same in the past, now, and in the future. I said, wow. So that faith always encouraged me. And I said, wow, I want to live this kind of a gospel. I don't want to live just a preaching, going to the church with a Bible and saying amen, amen for whatever the pastor says. No, I want to see miracles. So one day my son was also in agony. Uh, when I got married at the age of 20, my son got sick in my country, they said, because somebody did some kind of witchcraft on him. Uh, my mother said, you got to do this, use these herbs, herbs and do this and this, some kind of... I said, that sounds like a witchcraft to me, mom. I said, yeah, if you don't do it, he will die. My sister-in-law came and said the same. And my father said, well, you better do whatever you have to. And I got a little mad. I said, you know something, mom? I decided to believe in Jesus. I, look what I am going to do. I went on my knees on the bed and said, Father, you gave me this son, and I don't believe that any witchcraft will take my son away because I believe you are more powerful than this. So let me trust in you, and I will believe that my son won't die because they say so. I trust you that you will heal him. Next day, he got up from bed, and he was running healthy, and my mother was, wow. I said, thank you, Lord. That was one of the miracles that I saw. It's so beautiful. And things that still happen like that. You know, one day I lost my job in Guatemala. I didn't have any food at all. And I said, oh, my God. So we have some pasta to do, but we didn't have any, any meat, any chicken or whatever to make it. So I said to my wife, okay, let's pray. Let's pray. God will provide somehow. I said, Father, we have a pasta over here, some spaghetti but we don't have anything else we cannot just cook this spaghetti like this so please provide for us two hours later my mom came and said hey guys you know something i was planning to do some spaghetti with chicken and these vegetables i have everything ready but my older son came and he said mommy i want a steak and i he brought a big piece of meat and said please can you cook this for lunch and she said, no, but I was planning to make spaghetti. Oh, no, give it to Fernando, somebody else. <laughs> so my mother went home and de- <laughs> delivered everything we need for that day. So we said, thank you. And we start crying. Said, oh, God, you really are such amazing. And it was even chicken. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So I was having a lot of experience. And one day I saw this guy in the sidewalk, too, and... We were with another friend giving trucks in the street, and we saw this alcoholic guy with us, his couple, and they were drunk. They stink, you know, the IP and people that, they, you know, homeless. Uh, so he asked us for some money, and I said to him, like, well, we would like to give you money, but I, you want to eat, I take you in front of that store and eat whatever you want. But for alcohol, I don't give you anything. He said, thank you. So he went over there in the street and asked whatever he wanted, and I paid for it. But I said, but now you have to listen to me what I have to say. He said, yeah, what is that? I have a message for you. This food will disappear in a few hours. You will be hungry again. But I want to present you the one that feeds your, uh, your soul is Jesus Christ. And he said, oh, yeah, I heard about it, but I don't have hope. 
I'm drinking, I'm drinking. I think this is it. I'm going to die. I said, no. My God is a specialist for these situations. He can lift you up, transform your life if you come to him. Just confess his name because if you believe in him, even the devil believes it, the Bible says, but you have to confess with your lips. So he said, how is that? Okay, if you're in love with this girl, how she will find out? You got to confess it and say, hey, I like you. Same thing you got to do with Jesus. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm lost. Please change my life. Even though I have this beautiful house, I have this family, I have uh, cars, boats, whatever you have. But you've, you have that empty space in your heart that belongs to Jesus Christ. So this guy... I left him, I don't know, one year, two years later, we were in church. It was this uh, kind of musical uh, con- concert, and we saw this guy playing drum, the drums. And my friend said, Fernando, look at this guy in the drums. Do you know him? I, I look at him, and uh, uh, I don't think so. He looks like uh, that guy that we saw a couple of months or years uh, in the sidewalk. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. He looked too clean now, you know. So as soon as that finished, we saw somebody jumping from the stage and coming to us. And when I saw him coming to us, he said, that's him. And he said, hey, guys, do you remember me? I said, oh, my God. We start crying. We hug him. And he said, Jesus transformed my life. I have a wife now. I have a family. Thank you, guys. I said, oh, my God. It's, this this is amazing. So the same encourage you. I, I give it to you. If you are alive, you have an opportunity. Open your lips and say, Jesus, I need you. If you never admit that you need him, like many people do, and say, no, I am a good person. I don't do any too evil. It's a lie. Even one day somebody told to Jesus, master, good master, and he said, why do you call me good? Only the Father in heaven is good. So if not even Jesus admit or accept that somebody called him good, why you are wrong saying all the days, all your life repeating, I am a good person? Without Jesus, you are not a good person. The devil always tried to put a lie in your life, pretending that you're a good person, but inside of you, in the Bible, it says that God checks us every day. He talks to us. It says in Job 33, 13, 14, and 15, He said that God talks to us every single day. Even when we sleep, He talks to us in visions, in dreams, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to listen. And this is a big problem. Many people I have heard, but God never talked to me. I said, well, certainly God talked to us. Even he talked very hard in, I think it's Psalm 30, 32, 9. He says, don't be like the horse that, that they have to put a little break to, to obey. If not, he don't obey. I said, wow, what is this? God is telling me, like, don't be a horse. <laughs> Many times we <laughs> insist in our life, no, I got to be. If I get this money, I will be happy. If I get this, get, get this girl or this man, I will be the most happy person. Then you got married and you see all these troubles. And, oh, no, this will not happy. If I get this money, I will be happy. Many people, you can check in the web how many people won the lottery. And they are more disgraced than before they have all this money. Divorce, alcoholism, drugs, divorces. So it's like a trap. 
You see all those billionaire people, they commit suicide, how they die with drugs, all these Hollywood people. It's because money is not a solution. It's Jesus Christ, the Amen. one that died in the cross of the Calvary. Amen, Fernando. And many times, if we, we think, oh, I think I will go to heaven. And let me tell you something. The only sin why people is going to hell is because they despise despite the sacrifice that Jesus did in the cross. Because what you will do to somebody that despise your own son, I think you won't be happy. The same thing will, will happen when you die and you go facing God. Why you despise my son? Uh, well, because my job, my wife, uh, I didn't have time. You have time for it. You have time for to go to movies, to watch this game, to spend two hours in internet, in Facebook, in Twitter. You have time for all that. But mm-hmm. for reading my word, never. You've been, you've been Catholic 17, 50 years, or Christian, or Baptist, whatever. You never read the Bible. I always uh, share with my fellows, and I said, you know what this Bible stands for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. And I love it. Because this instruction God gives to us. He said that one day He will judge us according to this gospel that is writing in the Bible. So, when you, when you pray, you talk to God. When you read His Word, God talks to you. So, why not to look for Him? Why not to walk with Him? You know how everything is going around the world. All these prophecies, like this uh, prophet Ephraim Rodriguez is talking about in the way in YouTube. You can find him. All these prophets, what is coming in these years? A big catastrophe coming to the United States, to all nations, where millions of people is gonna die. I said, well, I don't want to be a skeptic. Like, ah, oh, maybe yes, maybe not. Like a lot of people said, tragedies happen all the time. I want to be ready. Happen. Or don't, I want to be ready. I want my life to be straight with God. If you see and you're reading in the book of Amos, chapter 4, verse 6, 7, 8, God says how he brings punishment to all nations, to all families, to all persons, a little by little. And in every end of the verse, it says, But you never come back to me, says the Lord. That's why I cut the water, I cut the food, I make your family get sick, I take away your kids, I take away everything, exactly the same thing that you will do if you have a spoiled son that don't listen to you, he's walking in the wrong ways, you, you say, okay, you don't want to listen to me, give me your cellular, give me your game, you mega or, or Nintendo, whatever kind of game he has. You cut every bless you gave him until he started listening to you. You said, you are not going to your friend. You're not going to play this. You got to stay home. You got to do your duties. If he changed and he said, Daddy, I know I admit it. I'm be sloppy, lazy, whatever. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I will start doing what you're teaching me. Okay, here is your cellular. Here is your game. You start giving the blessings again. The same is our Father in heaven. He's blessing us. And it's amazing that one that more bless us is the one that less attention we put. And then we cry, and we say, I want to go to heaven. I don't think so. Read the Bible. 
read the instruction, live according to what he's saying. And don't come with that excuse like everybody says. Oh, being a Christian is so hard. It's so difficult. That's a lie. Can you explain me when you are in love with somebody? It's not hard to walk two miles to go and see her. Even if you finish working at 8 o'clock at p.m., you go take a shower and you call her, Hey, honey, can we watch the movies? Yeah. You are so excited. He doesn't care. You're tired because you're in love. You spend one hour, two hours. You take her home and say, okay, honey, see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. You kiss her. You hug her and say, okay, I see you. And you try to stay the longer you can because you don't want to list a, a waste a minute with her. But if you are not in love, if somebody say, hey, here is your girlfriend. Oh, you hide and you say, hey, tell her that you haven't seen me. Because you're not in love. It's the same thing. If you don't love God, everything will be so heavy for you. Oh, read the Bible. Oh, mm-hmm. Going to church. <laughs> and what, is it, what does it say in Matthew that, uh, Lord, Lord, what I, didn't I speak in your name? And it says, be gone from me, for I never knew you. Uh-huh, exactly. Because if you just go to church and you sit over there and you laugh or whatever looks funny for you. And you never open the Bible in the morning or in the afternoon. Forget it. Your, your life will be so weak that even the devil with one finger will push you and you will fall. But when you eat this word, that's why Jesus says, the words that I spoke to you, they are life. They are spirit. So if you eat spirit, you eat life, you will be okay. You will walk close to him every day. And no matter if come a catastrophe, if you die, you are in his hands. He will take care of you. As well, as we read in the Bible, God, in the book of Daniel, how this king of Babylon put the three servants, three believers in the oven. They didn't burn. He took care of them. The same thing God promised to, to you. How many times God saved us in any accident, sickness, problems? That happened to me. You know, when I decide to come to the United States, I, you know, apply in a... In the American embassy, they put a lot of excuses to you. Do you own how many houses, how much you make, how many accounts you have? I don't have any. I'm sorry, you are not welcome to the United States. Okay, so I have to come illegal. I crossed the border. Uh, when I was lost in the, how do you call it, desert? Desert? Desert. Desert. Yeah, one day I was guy, coming with this guy, relative of my wife. And... Uh, he said, okay, we were walking, this sun so loose. I was so tired. I lie in the sun. I said, oh, my God, it was about 2 in the morning. He said, get up, because at night there are so many uh, little creatures over here, tarantulas and scorpions. I said, I don't care. I am <laughs> so tired. I lie then for five minutes. He said, get up, let's go. Then we saw a car coming. He said, oh, no, here is the immigration. So we hide in a little bush, those bushes that you see in the de- desert. desert. Uh, they are very light, no leaves, so anybody can see through. But we hide behind. And he said, he told me, let's get up. They saw us. They stopped maybe 30 feet away from us with the lights in front of us. So it was very obvious that they will see us. And I said, no, let me pray. What? He said, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, make us invisible. So they, they won't see us. He said, come on. He said, yes, be quiet. Close your eyes. Father, please don't let us to, co- to call us. 
in the name of Jesus. We heard them talking, pointing in another direction. It was our footprints on the sand. And then they turned, they got into the car, and they left. The guy told me, oh, my God, if somebody tell me this, I never will believe this. <laughs> he said, hide behind the bush. And he saw me. It was a, it was a full moon. He said, I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yes, let me see. He put behind the bush, and I saw him. Wow. I said, only with the light of the moon, I could see the guy. I said, thank you, Lord. How you did that? I said, no, it's not me. It's God, the God that I serve. So <laughs> I go to the United States and speaking zero English. That's why you hear my accent is kind of <laughs> <laughs> a little strong. Oh, you're not from Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> so, but here I am. I have. I know that God has a purpose for for me. And if I did that walking from Guatemala, I make 17 days crossing Mexico, coming here, and I am not Superman. I am a simple guy, like, just <laughs> decide to get into an adventure, and you can do it too. You can come to Jesus and receive him in your heart, and believe me, your life will change. As more as you get in the Bible, not read, study, swim in that world, he will speak to you. You will feel like somebody's hiding to you. He will give you comfort. He will give you peace. He will give you joy that you never will walk away from it. You see many Christians, many people that believe, that claim that are Christian, but they walk away from church. I guarantee to you, they very hard read the Bible. They go to church a lot, but you see people in church, don't think that the big number is a Big number of saved people. Now, I met people, they go to church because, oh, I can make a good business over there. I can sell my cars over there. I can sell my whatever they are selling. They use church like for a business place. And then people got confused. Hey, that guy was uh, in, in the church. I saw him and now he's drinking. No, you, know, you don't know the intention. But don't put attention in whatever you see living with their own life. Put your focus you in the one that died in the cross, Jesus Christ, and your life will be in peace, and you will have a nice future with him. If you want to check in the web, you can check also this prophecy from John Paul Jackson. He's talking a lot about prophecies that is coming, catastrophes to the United States. He's talking about the economy. He says in one of them, he says, as soon as you see the euro falling, few weeks later, United States dollar will fall too. So why? Because we are walking away from God. We don't want to hear God in the schools. We don't want to hear God in courts. So we are taking God away, away from our nation. How this nation was founded? In the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, it was. Now what we have? Laws for the gay community, laws for everything that is against God. We are driving God crazy with our behavior. So, do we want a good results? I don't think so. If we live wrong, we are going to have our wrong results. That's it. So, if you want to change your nation, why we don't start change ourselves? Change your family. But change yourself first. The people, when they see you, say, hey, something is going in you. What's wrong? You, you look better. Say, yeah, it's Jesus in me. 
you will see it. I have this experience, my friends over here, Mike, and I see all of friends with this kind of joy, and we try to enjoy life. It's not easy. You will you will live like a like everything is magical, transformed. It's a process, but God is with us. Um, once you try it, you will see your life will be transformed, your family will be transformed, your kids will follow your examples. Because nowadays that you see how many people in the, in life they got confused. Uh, well, I, mus- I am Muslim, I am Jehovah's Witness, I am Mormon, I this, and everybody claim have the truth. That's what Jesus says. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father but for me. So Jesus never say, I am the religion, this. He is the Savior. Don't accept something else. Even if you proclaim that you are Protestant, church, Pentecostal, Baptist, or whatever, live the life of Christ. Read His Word. Don't lose the communion. Don't think that go to church is your salvation. It's your communion, your relation with God. It's not religion. You see how these people religious in Middle East are killing themselves for religion? I don't think my God is not sending me to kill nobody. He's sending me to love you. That's why I am here investing my time to give you this message because I want that you try it. In the Bible says, whoever comes to me, I won't despite him. Try it. Open your lips. Go inside your room and say, Jesus, I need you today. I can handle my life anymore. I'm tired to be working and working and working and thinking what I will do if I lost my job. What I do I will do if the economy collapse. We belong to the kingdom of God. And that kingdom never will fall in covenant in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like economy over here, like a dollar, right? anytime we fall, Wall Street will collapse, but the economy from heaven never will collapse because my father in heaven is the owner of everything. <laughs> right, Mike? All right. <laughs> okay, Amen. so um, you referenced uh, a couple different uh, YouTube uh, videos, prophets, or whatever else, so if you could do that and... Uh, Expand a little bit and then give it in Spanish for the Spanish listeners out there. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Sí, este, lo que yo quería decir es que en YouTube hay varios mensajeros de Dios. Hay mucha falsedad, ¿verdad? Pero también tenemos, por ejemplo, a este señor, se llama Efraín Rodríguez, que el mismo proclama, Dios le reveló que viene la caída de un meteorito ahora este año que va a caer en la isla, entre la isla Mona y Mayagüez la cual va a causar un tsunami de unas de unas olas tremendas de más de 300 pies de, de altura. Va a caer a las 2 de la mañana y él dice, no pasa el primero de septiembre sin que esto acontezca. Entonces yo lo escuché, créanme que escuché como 10 presentaciones de él y en cada una pues hay algo diferente que se le capta. Y entonces yo soy una persona que me gusta escuchar estos mensajes y prepararme. Prepararme como espiritualmente y si puedo guardar lo que él aconseja ahí, agua, comida no perecible, pues con mucho gusto. 
Pero yo sé que con comida o sin comida, mi Dios me va a preservar si estoy caminando correctamente con Él. Yo lo escuché a él y a él lo tildaban de loco, pero ahora la NASA está consultando con él. Si usted chequea en YouTube, eh, por ejemplo, pone ahí FIMA. FIMA se está preparando, las siglas son F-E-M-A, se está preparando con miles y miles de bolsas y cajas para dos, tres cadáveres. En Puerto Rico, aquí en Estados Unidos, están formando una, unos campos como campos de concentración preparados con todos estos cajones, preparados para que no están de adorno. Créame que no. Este, Hace como seis meses, tengo una amiga que vive en Venezuela, se llama Leida Escal, Escaíno. Ella me mandó a preguntar y me decía, Fernando, tú no tienes información. Alguien me preguntó que en Puerto Rico... La Fuerza Aérea de Estados Unidos está llevando un montón de bolsas para cadáveres y, y ataúdes con, para dos, tres cadáveres por miles. Y, y ella dice, no, no sé por qué, ¿tienes alguna información? No, le dije, la verdad que no, pero si sé de algo, te aviso. Pero cuando escuché a Efraín eh, Rodríguez hablar de eso, ¡Wow! Dije, ahí está la respuesta. Algo está sucediendo que no quieren decirle. Este profeta le dijo a Obama y a los congresistas, si ustedes no le avisan a la población, van a haber demasiados muertos. Pero si le avisan, se va a minimizar el, la catástrofe. Ellos dicen que están sorprendidos como este tipo en el lugar que de, él le describió es uno de los lugares más profundos en el mar donde sí, al caer un meteorito, sí levantaría las olas del tamaño que él mencionó. Y también se sorprendieron que hay una falla geológica, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Tectónica de, esos, de esas fallas. Y dice que si ese meteorito cayera ahí, sí ocasionaría un, un terremoto grandísimo. Este hombre dice que será de 12 grados, lo cual nunca se ha visto, dice él, que va a partir varios estados en pedazos, no digamos California. O sea, dice que esto va a afectar a todo el mundo. Eh, según describe él, vamos a tener tres días que la tierra se va a parar. Va a haber pura oscuridad y una peste, una peste que se va a desempeñar por tanto cadáver después de esta tragedia va a ocasionar mucho más muertos. Así que sería bueno que lo escuchen. Y si no lo creen, investiguen ustedes con FIMA y lean las profecías también que tiene John Paul Jackson, el cual da mucho testimonio de profecías, qué cosas que él ha profetizado en el pasado y ahora son una realidad. Él profetizó la caída de Muammar Gaddafi en Libia, de Mubarak en Egipto, el Sudán, todos esos reinos. Él dijo, viene el día, muy pronto en que Dios dice que van a caer uno tras otro, como un dominó. Yo cuando lo oí dije, wow, de que caigan estos tipos está duro y difícil. Pero ahora que lo veo ya toda esa historia, vemos los ataques en Israel. So, hay muchas profecías que Dios nos está hablando por medio de la naturaleza, por medio de la ciencia, la Biblia, milagros, tragedias. Ahora, si usted quiere ser desprevenido, también dice la Biblia que va a ser como en los días de Noé que las personas seguían casándose, dándose en casamiento, o sea, les importaba muy poco hasta que vino la tragedia y les, les fue demasiado tarde. Pero Daniel dice en su libro, dice, los entendidos se entenderán. Y este mensaje no es para asustarlo, para, para espantarlo, para llenarlo de terror. No, usted reprenda el miedo, pero sea sabio, sea entendido, dígale, Jesús, 
This is the time. Ahora te necesito. Dirige tú mi vida. Toma el timón de mi vida. Yo he manejado todos estos años y mira los resultados que tengo. Estoy deprimido. Tengo leucemia. O tengo diabetes por tanta preocupación, tanto estrés. ¿Usted sabía que todas esas enfermedades son producto del estrés, de la ansiedad? ¿Por qué en la Biblia dice, estén siempre gozosos? Miren a las aves de los cielos que no trabajan y Dios las alimenta. Miren las, las plantas, las flores de los bosques, cómo se lucen de hermosas, cómo Dios nuestro Señor las cuida. ¿Acaso ustedes no valen mucho más que eso? Entonces, si valemos más para Dios, acerquémonos a Dios. Él es nuestro Padre. Él sabrá enderezar todo lo que nosotros hemos torcido. Es tiempo de buscar de Dios. Se acabó de estar jugando al jueguito de ser cristiano. Que Dios te bendiga y espero que haga servido de bendición para ti. All right, now what you just said, I picked up some of it. Uh, could you say what you just said in English? Yeah, I, I was saying in English that uh, I will be very nice for you if you check this web in, in YouTube. Check the name is Ephraim. E-F-R-A-I-N Rodríguez R-O-D-R-O-G-U-E-Z He gave, gave these prophecies about the end times. A lot of prophets that in the beginning, even the NASA or people in the gov government called him crazy. But when they, they start checking where this method Meteor? Meteor. Meteor, yeah, meteor. Was, is going to fall. In the beginning, they called him crazy, but later uh, they were investigating. They saw this meteor, meteorito, <laughs> falling. Uh, in, in June, they called him and they said, hey, there is one coming. It's going to fall in New York. He said, no, that one is not going to fall in Earth. God says, it will, pa it will pass by very close. It won't affect us. Are you sure? Yes. And if you check in the web, that meteor, meteor, meteorite fall June 10, passed very close to Earth, very scary. The media never informed anything, like always. But this one is going to fall. And in the Bible, it's described in Apocalypse that it's going to fall one meteorite. So I don't, I'm not saying that this is the one. But it w this will fall, and he is preventing people how to prepare yourself, uh, putting away water, stay away from the coast. He said it's going to fall in between the Isla Mona and Mayagüez in Puerto Rico and will affect all the east coast of the United States, even Florida, you know, where I live. Um, it's going to fall, he says, uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning and will come to us about 5 in the morning. So, judgment is coming. God is tired. He is the owner of this earth, and we are behaving so bad in this earth. So much corruption. And it's time that God will correct us, like He's doing with so many nations. Like you see, for mention, some nations like Haiti. Haiti is against God almost a hundred percent they prefer they choose to practice voodoo black magic look how they live they never will lift up if they don't come to jesus you see africa with all these conflicts they always reject jesus 
this nation invite Jesus to be the founder of this nation. God lift up this nation so great. We have a lot of good experience, respect in all nations because God was the founder. Now we try to kick God away from our lives. Now we have only in, uh, in our money we still having in God we trust. But now we don't not even trust in God. We are trusting in the economy. We are trusting in our powerful, in our weapons. But Daddy is going to put a hand on this nation. So let's be prepared. And also there is another guy that I mentioned before, John Paul Jackson. He talks in YouTube. If you put the perfect storm, he mentioned about all these catastrophes that are coming. You put John Paul Jackson 214. He resume above all these prophecies and you will check you check that once before you will see how many he has prophesied before and they happen exactly as he, as he mentioned it so god is talking to us like he says in job 33 13 he's talking to us warning us and rodriguez says god said to adam in seven days i will open heavens and it will start raining to us, he says, in seven months, but I don't know, counting from where, but he says not later from September 1st. So let's pray that God save us, even if come or don't come, let's pray to God. If we is the time that we leave this earth, amen. Let's be ready with him, and that will be a blessed to be with him because we are not eternal in, in this earth. We are the one so crazy that we come to earth like we are going to be eternal. We want to buy so many houses and business and like we are going to live 700 years at least. No. Let's focus and put attention in what is eternal, in Jesus, his word, his Amen. gospel. Amen. Amen. I always think, uh, Mike, that this life that we have in earth is like a school. It is. And after this life, we are going to pass the test. Something that can one day is, I can imagine what is in the brain of a little baby when we come out, the first impression when we come out from the body of the mother and he start looking and doctors. Must be very scary, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, oh my God, who, who uh -huh. are these aliens? And then the guy, the doctor grabbed him from the, his feet and legs and whack. <laughs> yeah, well, and you kept on alluding to or, or, or bringing up that, you know, when you come to Jesus, all right, that's when your training begins. You know, he'll start teaching you and training you and humbling you uh, to a point where you're, it's actually God's plan to make us like Christ. So each day is a step forward in that, or should be. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know how, how I can say it, but I will put this, this example. About four years ago, I met this couple there from Peru. And I was talking to her about Jesus, and they said, well, you know, but I'm being Catholic. And I said, okay, let's be honest. As a good Catholic, do you read your Bible? No. Do you go to church? <laughs> well, for Christmas or for Easter, I said, let's face it, you are nothing. You're less religious. Uh, well... I said, but I don't think I need to be in church. I said, let me ask you something. If you want to learn English, and I give you the best book in the whole world to study, where do you think you are going to learn more? Studying here at home 
or in college? She said it's obvious, in college. Okay, that's why God has pastors, leaders, that they teach in church. So that's a good place where you will learn as long as you find a good church that teaches the Bible according right. to how it is. Amen. Amen to that. That was session 50 there, Fritz. Holy smokes. And I, I've been over here kind of researching um, online as you guys were talking, mm-hmm. and there is no shortage of information um, with Efren uh, Rodriguez. There isn't. Um, so, you know, I encourage you to go on YouTube and, you know, check it out for yourself. Right. And also the one that I first watched, um, the backdrop for Efrain Rodriguez when he spoke was the Prophecy Club, so don't uh, pass that one by either. Well, I'm seeing a lot of um, of individuals now that are posting um, private uh, videos talking about the tsunamis. I'm, I'm actually watching a guy from New Jersey that's um, showing a map and, and talking about it briefly. So, you know... As, as Fernando said... Uh, get prepared, just in case. Exactly. He's not saying it is or it isn't. No. You know, but we want to. But I've been saying for a few ready. years now, the way the United States is going, we're going to be speaking another language. <laughs> we're going to have to. I can't disagree with you there, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, the, you know something that one day I was checking, like, uh, National Geographic, and you see how scientific they assure is coming. You see the iceberg. They are melting faster than we expected. They are melting. The level of seed are increasing. So it's impossible not to have tsunamis. If you don't believe it, go to Alaska, go to Antarctica and watch them. You can watch You can save some money and watch it in, in YouTube how they are melting. And it's logical. If those big pieces of ice are going into the sea, Something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You see how those explosions in, in in the sand too. A lot of people is putting those videos. Those explosions are sending billions of rocks away in all directions. John Paul Jackson says that one day this rain of stones will hit our satellites. We are not going to have internet, any communication. So a lot of people that depend on those uh, uh, devices. They they will feel death, <laughs> mm-hmm. not having all that. Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So will. let's pre- be prepared because you do, you don't if you don't believe the Bible, believe the science. You don't believe the science. Check the news. All right. Or if not, believe the Bible. If not, I can say well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm convicted. Just. Uh, just just listening to Fernando, and, I need to get in the Word way more. And, and like we had uh, said early on, um, we asked Fernando like probably eight months or so ago to do this, and it's happening now. So there was probably a reason that it was set for this time, session 50. So there you yeah, have it. I don't doubt that whatsoever. So no. Fernando? And, and he's being attacked, him and his family. His little girls have been attacked. So that also is a... I was attacked this afternoon. I yeah, you I did too. That's I didn't right. feel good. I yeah. texted you and said, "Man, I 
I really don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this happened to me many times, you know, when I have invitation for somebody to share the word or testify something like this opportunity. Uh, I recall when Mike was inviting me and, and you two were inviting me, I say like, okay, I'm going, but I had to wear that day. Always was something. Mm -hmm. And this Saturday I said, no, I am listening to all these prophecies. Something is coming. No, I got to talk. I got to talk. Let's do it, Mike. This Saturday, seven. So my little girls in this week, they have a nightmare with some kind of uh, tough dreams, kind of demon stuff. And they come to our bed in different day. They come to our, mommy, I saw this, I saw this. I said, oh my God, my wife was questioning me, are you walking straight with God? Something is going on. I said, no, fine. Um, actually, you know, I'm working two shifts. Uh, I start working 7 o'clock. I finish 11.30 at night. Um, God was waking my, me about 5.15 to pray. I said, oh my God. Usually I don't feel until my alarm clam come on. Mm -hmm. But all these days I've been waking up and I start praying, even so tired. I said, God, here I am. Father, bless me. Guide me with your Holy Spirit. Uh, because it's, it's something very important in these days. Jesus says, it is necessary that I live so the other one will come, the one that will guide you, the Holy Spirit. And in many churches, they don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, if he don't come, you will be orphans. So let's face it. If you don't talk and you don't live with the guidance of the Holy Ghost, you are an orphan. But many Christians say, oh no, I have the Holy Ghost. Oh really? In the Bible says, these signs will follow the believers. In my name will curse out demons, will pray for sick people and they will get healed. And also will speak in tongues. A lot of controversy in this. A lot of people say, oh, tongues is English, Spanish, Chinese, whatever. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just read Acts 2.39, where it says that this promise is for you, for your relatives, for whoever believes in the future is for you. So you live, believe in Jesus, ask him, I want to see these signs. I want to pray for sick people. Start doing it with your, with your daughter, with your wife, with your relatives, your sick headache. Father, I want in this faith to grow up. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Don't look at yourself like, oh, but you know, I sin, I lie, I this. Just go and confess your sins. And say, Father, forgive me, clean me, but I want to pray for this person. And start growing in faith. God will back you up. Amen. 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 And as uh, Fernando was saying, to prepare, uh, the first thing to do is if you're not, uh, you don't follow Christ, you don't follow Jesus, you don't know Jesus, and you haven't got him in your heart, that would be the first thing to do, to prepare. And then, as he mentioned, FEMA, and, uh, you know, especially if you're from Florida, you know how to prepare for a hurricane and such like that. Uh, up there in the north, you know, the northeasters and, and so on. Uh, when a big storm is coming, a big winter storm, you know how to prepare. So that was session 50, Fritz. There you go. Fernando, thanks again for Thank coming. Thank you, Fernando. Amen. For me, for me, it has been a privilege to share and talk about how God is talking to us, and I hope that a lot of people will call us and testify that this message touched your heart, and I will be happy 
If Maybe if we have some Spanish listeners out there that could drop us a line at uh, God Stories Radio at Gmail. We might have to have Fernando come in and. Uh, we could have, yeah, exactly. We'll have <laughs> to have him it. back. Amen. Sí, si sí. algunas personas en español han oído este mensaje y, y lo chequean y se dan cuenta que esta es una gran verdad, llámenos, testifíquenos que les está sirviendo de algo. Eh, no importa de qué nación seas, Dios te ama. Dios es tu creador y Él quiere salvarte. Y el sacrificio que Él vino a hacer en la cruz del Calvario no fue por nada sencillo. Es por tu salvación. Te quiere llevar al cielo. No lo desprecies. Dios te bendiga. Llámanos. Amén. 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 Well, well, that was fantastic. Well, God, we could be here all night, but we're just about an hour in. Yeah, so, so we gotta... that, that about wraps it up for session 50 again. Uh, if you have any questions for us or for Fernando, drop us a line at God Stories Radio at Gmail. And, of course, this will be up online next week on GodStoriesRadio.com. So that wraps it up for Session 50. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. I'm Fernando. And that's Fernando. Uh, God bless. God bless. Amen. God bless you guys. Presence of my Savior Spirit
Sure.